Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Training in the Word on this wonderful Wednesday night. Uh, we got some exciting things to share with you. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a blessing to your life. And uh, as you apply these truths that you hear, I want to thank you for being online. I want to thank you for seeing the seriousness of uh, hearing the word of God. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hear by the word of God. And Joshua 1 and 8 talks about that uh, that we hear and meditate, do what we're supposed to do. He said, then we'll make our way prosperous and then we'll have good success. Well, number one, we want you prosperous. Number two, we want you to have good success, not just success. As we begin our text tonight, our class tonight, I want you to go to open your Bibles to John. Go to John, if you will. First John, chapter 4. First John chapter 4, and this is going to be our opening text before we get into uh, uh, some of the uh, things I want to share with you. First John chapter 4. Yeah, First John chapter 4 and uh, verse number 17. Well, we'll start at verse number 15, just for a good reading. Uh, John, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 15. I'm going to read that in, the Amplif um, in King James, and then I'm going to read in a couple more translations as we get started. Um, it says, whosoever, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And then it goes on to say, verse 16, and we know, and we have known and believe in the love of God that God had love have to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now I want you to pay close uh watch verse 17. Hearing is our love made perfect. Praise God. Hearing is our love made perfect here. It says that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. I want to read that again. As he is, Jesus, it was saying, so as Jesus is, so are we in this world as Jesus. That's very important to get a hold of that. Uh, that we take on his mindset because we have been uh, imparted by his spirit. And we'll get into that in just a few minutes. And so it's very important that you reshape your mind to understand that it's not just you that exists on this earth, but it's Christ in you that exists on this earth. And as he is, so are you and I in this world, or we supposed to operate as he operated when he was on his world, in this world. So that means the best way for me to do it, I have to study and see what he has done in order for me to emanate or to copy or to uh, function as he did when he was in, on this world. We're talking about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, in the Amplified, I want to read it in the Amplified just to give you 
a good understanding of how your mindset must change about from you to him. Okay? Everything we do is supposed to be centered around Jesus. It's amazing everything we do is centered around us. And it's not supposed to be like that. All right? Now, watch this in, in the Amplified, same chapter. Uh, anyone who confesses, acknowledges, acknowledge owns that Jesus is the Son of God. God abides, lives, makes his home in him. And he abides, lives, makes his home in God. Verse 16. And we know, understand, recognize, and, and are conscious of by observation and by experience. And believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on the love of God. We cherish, cherish it for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And, and God dwells and continues in him. Verse 17, in this union and communion with him. Now notice, union and communion. Get a hold of those two words. I'm in union with him, so therefore I'm supposed to be in communion with him. Remember I said it's not about you, it's about him, right? Then it goes on to say, with love. Love is brought to completion and attests perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, he couldn't tell us to do something if it was not possible for us to do. Now, I want to read it one more time over in the Passion Bible, which is the TPT we just read in the Amplified AMP, um, because I want to try to open this up to you, because, ladies and gentlemen, we are so far from really grasping and understanding our union and communion with Jesus. See, it's not about him. It's about us in him making his appeal through us to the world. And so the more we look like him, the more we operate like him, it gives people a chance to see God in operation through our lives. And hopefully it will stir interest that they want to receive what you have or receive the God that you serve and you love. And all this is part of evangelism. See, our, our lives is evangelizing every day, whether we open our mouth or not, what we do, how we, how we operate, where we go, how we operate on our job, how we function on our job. And so all these things are happening every day, ladies and gentlemen, and you have to understand that. You're not, you're not separate from Christ, you're in Christ. <clears throat> Therefore, man, any man be in Christ. Here's a new creature, a new creature or a new being. And so because we're in Christ, we become we ought to become like him and begin to operate like him as he were in this as he was in this world. Now, in the Passion Bible, I'm gonna read the same verses that we did then. He said, those who give thanks that Jesus is the son of God, live in God, and God lives in them. We have come 
into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God. And God lives through them. Verse 17. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Wow. Do you get that? So now, Christ is in you to help you function in this world. Through your union and communion with him. Now, that is good preaching. Now, let me say this to us. Um, let's see. Now, go to Galatians 6. Go to Galatians uh, chapter 6. I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 6. Excuse me. And it says this. I'm going to give you some footnotes, and I'm, then I'm going to read the scripture. As kingdom believers, we are not only called to be filled with the Spirit, but we have the ability to live by the Spirit, which will lead you into victorious manifestations in your life, just like Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. And then it goes on to say, in Galatians 4 and 6, and because you are really his sons, and daughters, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba Father, or crying to our Father, as Jesus cried to his Father. Amen. That word cry means to pray, no means to be, uh, no means to cry, means to, to talk aloud, to speak out uh, towards your Father. You've been given that privilege now to go before God and talk to him and call him father. Uh, and not just God, but he's your father. You know, he's our father God, as one scripture can say. He's so so these things are so uh, important for you and I to grab a hold of and comprehend and practice these truths. Now, notice it says God sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our heart. So the spirit of Christ is in our hearts. Let me say this again. The spirit of Christ is in our heart. When it say heart, it means your spirit. It means pneuma. The pneuma. The new man. So the spirit of Christ is in the new man or the new you. you so your, your spirit has been recreated by the Holy Spirit to function and operate like the Son of God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he could, he went, he, he should, he could tell us this if it was not possible and capable for us to do like Jesus did when he was on his earth. Now, you and I have to transition our thinking and our mind to operate on these levels of truths. All right? Now, you can't make no excuse because it's in the word of God. It's how you pursue and how much passion you have to be more like him. I mean, this. I mean, that's the whole purpose of God 
sending Jesus in your life and so he can get his life back like he wanted. And, and he see that life on the inside of us. Praise God. Now, listen to this. We must understand we are called by God to manifest the life of Christ in the earth realm. Remember, as, as he is, so are we in this world. And we can do this by living a spirit-filled life on purpose. So you have to live a spirit-filled life on purpose. It, it doesn't happen by chance. It's happened because you purpose and you will to do this. Amen. And so that means you have to fight everything that you want to do to everything he has called you to do. Amen. So we yield to the truth. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth you know, you know, praise God, makes you free in that particular area. And so I want us to get a hold of this, that as God's sons and daughters, he is expecting us to exemplify, to copy Jesus Christ, just like he would if he was still on this earth today. Hallelujah. Now, you know what is sad? Most believers are not even trying to live this way because they are still full of themselves and don't want to get rid, don't want to get in the word of God to transform their thinking according to Christ, mind and spirit. See, not just have Christ's spirit, but have Christ's mind. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, let me go on. We must understand this body of Christ that you must understand you and I will be judged on how we develop our lives in Christ. In, in other words, this is no joking matter. This is serious business that when you stand before God, that's what God's going to judge you on. He's not going to judge you for sin because you're, because you're saved. Your sin has already been judged by the blood. But did you develop? Did you mature? Did you grow? Did you produce? Did you function as the son of God on this earth realm. Because remember, he paid a great price for us to say that we're born again, to say that we are Christians. He gave the son, he gave the life of the son so he can have the life of the sons and daughters on the earth today. And he still wants that. Amen. He still wants that life back that he gave you through your life as you represent him on this earth Amen, as a child of the king. Now, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, you can go there. It says this, Well, for my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my absence only, but, but much more in my absence. It says, Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Now, we talked about that some uh, in Sunday service that you have to work out your own soul salvation. And we gave you what salvation means. Those, I think, were seven things what salvation means that you have to do every day on a daily basis. Amen. You have to know that you have these qualities 
uh, and these abilities that God has given to you because you are a child of God. Now you got to understand this. God loves you so much. He give you, he give you everything you need. He has given you everything you need to put you over in life is whether you use those things, use those things to, to allow you to put you in a position where you're walking in victory every day of your life and you're defeating Satan and you're not allowing Satan to defeat you no way, shape, or form. Because he's going to try to do everything he can to discourage and de de devour your ability to live and function like Christ. He's going to tell you you can't do it. And remember now, he's the father of lies, so he can't ever tell the truth. So if he tell you you can't do it, that means you can. <laughs> Amen. That means you can. That means you will. Now, go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. 14. Go into Ephesians 3.14, if you will. We want to look at some things here. I think it'll be a blessing to us. Ephesians chapter 3, verse, verse 14. Um, so make sure you take good notes and go back over and uh go back and listen to this over and over again, you know, because it's been recorded. And uh, you know, through your time with whatever you might have. Go back and listen and get these truths on the inside of you. I'm telling you, it would do you uh, some good to understand your position, your position in God through Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, we're familiar with this, but it fits here. Now, notice what it says here. In, in, in the King James Version, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, but unto the Father. Remember, we say he's now our Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but he's not just the Father of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's the Father of the sons and daughters of God, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints the, the breadth and length and depth and the height. It says, and to know the love of God. We just talked about that in John of Christ, which passes knowledge much that you might be filled with all the fullness of God, now unto God that's able, now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the power of God that worketh unto us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, where would that end? So that means that's this present moment, that's in this new millennium, that God is still expecting us to function at a level of maturity as believers in him. Now, in this 19th verse, I want to give you this 19th verse, as he is, so are we in this world. It says this, that you may really come to know, I'm in the Amplified Version, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19, that you may really come to know and practically through experience for yourself. This is so important. You got to know this, ladies and gentlemen, for yourself. 
And when you know it for yourself, nobody can trick you. Nobody can talk you out of it. Nobody can say it's fake or phony. You know for yourself, it's a real deal in Jesus Christ. This is why you need to understand your union and through your communion with Jesus Christ so he can authenticate your relationship and he can authenticate that you are in the kingdom of God and God sees you as a son or daughter. Praise be unto God. That's good news. Praise God. Now, he said, experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Again, notice that you may be filled. Uh, this is powerful. That you may be filled through all your being, your spirit, your soul, and your body. The triune man, the man that's in three dimensions. Notice, through all your being, unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body, body holy, filled, and flooded with God himself. Oh, my God. Ladies and, you, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, God wants to flood you with himself. But you got to put yourself in position. You got to open yourself up to him. And he'll come and he'll flood you with himself. He'll inundate you with his love, his presence, his glory, his anointing, his wisdom, his understanding. I'm telling you, you have such a wonderful joy of being born again. You have a wonderful excitement of being connected to God because he's He's revealed things to you that you could get no other way if you didn't have a relationship with him just like Christ did. That's why Christ knew things. That's why Christ could operate. That's why Christ could function. That's why Christ never got stuck. That's why Christ got never got in a circumstance because he had a divine connection with God that kept him moving from the hand of the enemy. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, say, say so that have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You've been redeemed from the hand. So that hand can't mess you up. Stop thinking the hand of Satan can mess you up. You've been redeemed from the hand of Satan because the blood of Jesus have washed you clean from all your sin. Praise be unto God. And you are the mercy and grace. Thank God for mercy and grace. Praise God. It keeps us to where God can accept us and beloved. And he's always working towards making our life better every day. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to happen if you sit down doing nothing and being lazy and not rearranging your thinking, rearranging your speaking, rearranging, rearranging your imagination. All these things have to be transformed by the word of God so that you can take on the image that God wants you to have as a son and daughter of God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. It's good news tonight. Amen. Now. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Praise God. Now, over here, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says this. Let me get there, 4.13. Very familiar scripture here. I can do 
What did he just say? I can do. Give me one more time. I can do all things through Christ. And then I say through you. And then I say through your family. It says through Christ. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me to do it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's no excuses because he's there to give you strength to get you through, get you over, get you to whatever needs to happen. But you got to know that that. As he is, so you in this world, and that through your union and communion with him, he's giving you strength beyond your ability. Because his love is resonating in your life at a greater level. And therefore, God want to make sure you win and walk in victory every single day of your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's yours. For the asking. All right. Now. So we see this. That. And uh, in, in the. Uh, amplified it says. I have strength for all things in Christ. Who empowers me. I am ready for anything. Equal to anything through him. Who in, in infuses strength. In, infuses inner strength to me. I am I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So that means everything I do, I do do through the sufficiency of Christ, not through the ability of me. And see, this is where we get in trouble because we try to do it and it's not enough to do it. You can only do it through him, ladies and gentlemen. He enables you. He gives you the capabilities to do what you can't do. And that's why he's there to help you. When you don't yield to him, that's when stuff gets stink. And not only gets stink, it gets ugly because you don't yield to him properly. And he says, look, I'm there, but you keep overriding me. You keep passing me by. You won't listen to what I'm saying. You keep thinking you know what to do. And it keep getting you in trouble every single time. Slow down. Hear him. Hear God on the inside of you. And he will direct your steps. He will give you insight. He will give you wisdom. He will give you knowledge. He will give you know-how. He will show you things. He will reveal things. He will uncover things. And you'll know things and people think they're getting over and you're looking right through them because the Holy Ghost already told you, here's what they're all about. Here's what they're trying to do. And so why he does that so you can prepare your heart not to go off or not say something you're supposed to be saying. Oh, man, that's one. I, I mean, I, I've seen this happen in my life many, many times. And I just, I like that never happened. And I know I know what's going on, but I just, I like that never happened. Praise God. Because at the end, God going to judge him, not me. Bible said, vision is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So you just walk on. And, you know, 
Praise God. You know, God, God got everything under control. He saw this way before I did. He already prepared me, to, you know, to walk through it. So I'm just going to do what he told me to do and let him do what he's going to do. See, this is how you operate in Christ Jesus. You allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. The Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Do you get that? They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons. And you have the ability to be led by the Spirit. That's why you pray in the Spirit. That's why you that's why you got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Because when you pray in the Spirit, you're speaking unto God. He that speaking in the unknown tongue, speaking not unto men, but unto God. How be it? He's speaking mysteries or he's speaking answers to what's going on. See, that's why we do what we do. When you know these things, you're confident in them. And you do it because you know you're going to get divine results. This world don't know what to do. Can you tell this world is out of control? Can you tell this world is going backwards? Can you tell this world is falling apart? Guess who's not falling apart? God. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Guess who's not falling apart? The Word of God. The Bible says uh, that heaven and earth are pass away before one, one dot of the Word of God falls. He said, before one ounce of this Word falls, Heaven and earth will have to erupt and fall apart. For, forever, Lord, the word of God is settled in heaven. The word of God is the safest place for you and I to be. So why don't you get in it? It's your safeguard. It's your protection. It's your prosperity. Amen. It's your healing. It's your deliverance. It's your victory. Know these things. Be confident in them. And pursue them so you can enjoy your Christian life. This is not hard. It's hard when we don't apply ourselves properly, ladies and gentlemen. Then you make it hard for yourself. You understand that? It's not hard. Say it again. It's not hard. It's only hard when we fail to apply ourselves. It's hard when we fail to do what he tells us to do. The Bible says the way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. So when you start transgressing against the word of God, he says hard. That's when it's hard. When you leave the principles of the word of God and do what you want to do, become stubborn and rebellious, it's going to be hard, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not supposed to be hard. What did I just say? It's not supposed to be hard. What did I just say? It's not supposed to be hard. Okay, you don't believe me? Go to Matthew then. And we're going to close here. Oh, yeah, I don't give you enough here. That you own. It's enough. We'll give you some more next week. It's enough for you to own. I give you a lot. Matthew chapter 11. Praise his wonderful name. I'm enjoying this myself. I know you is too. You got to be. Because this is nothing but the truth. So help me God. 
Praise this wonderful name, man. What? This is good news to you and me. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Now, by the time you're in Matthew chapter 11, see, let me get there. And verse number 27, I'm starting verse 27. And if you will, go to the message box. If you will, go to the message Bible in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, in the message Bible, Jesus resumed talking to the people. Now, this is Jesus talking to the people. But now he's talking to them tenderly, tenderly, trying to really get them to understand, listen, I'm here for you. Here's what the Father and I are trying to do. He's going to break it down for them. The Father has given me all these things to do, and he's given me these things to say. This is a unique father and son operation coming out of the father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does. Know the father the way the son does because they're in relationship. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone. Get this. With anyone willing to listen. Not to qualify. Are you willing to listen? what Jesus has to say, or do you know it all? Or somebody has voice stronger than his. Think about these things. Now, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? I was telling somebody last night, religion is not Christianity. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing these people calling religion Christianity. Religion is not Christianity. Okay? Anybody can be religious at doing anything. But it's not a transformation. Being uh, walking in Christianity, or the word Christian means to be Christ-like. Religious people are not Christ-like. They're mean. They're rebellious. Amen. They're stubborn. They want to do what they want to do. And then they want to tell you how to do it. Because they think they know it better. And most of them are self-righteous. <laughs> huh? Most of them are self-righteous. Unwilling to listen. Amen. And think they're the greatest things since God. And they're so far from God. Religious people. Now, you can be religious at doing Religious at going to work every day. Religion to heaven, somebody. But typical people go to church religiously, they'll make them a Christian. And that's what people don't know. So they accuse us because they don't know what. So they put us all together in one lump sum. We Listen, I'm not religious. I have a relationship with Jesus. I live a certain way because he tell me to live that way. Other folk just, well, I go to church. And what that means, you go to church. But you still look like hell, still look like the devil. Going to church must change and transform you. 
not go in the same way and come out the same way. That's a religious person. So we're not, so he's come out. Yeah, most people are born out on religion. That's why they're frustrated. That's why they're upset. And that's why a lot of them left the church through COVID because they were religious and they didn't have a relationship. And that's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you had a relationship with Jesus, you ain't gonna just walk out on him like that because of some COVID. No, you press in. How many, how many things that the, the people of old went through stuff that we didn't go through, and and they didn't leave Jesus. They stuck with him. Praise God. Amen. Say amen if you can. You can't say amen. Say on me. It's the truth in it. How ladies and gentlemen. I'm almost through. Praise God. But listen. People are burned out on religion because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. And just because you carry your Bible don't mean you know it. And just because you remember the 23rd Psalm, the 27th Psalm, and the 91st Psalm don't mean you say it. It means you memorize some scripture. So you confront your salvation but with no relationship. So what are you? Religious. That's not Christ-like. Amen. We talk about going deeper in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's keep reading. Are you tired? Are you wind up, burn down a rich? He said, come to me. Most of these religious folk don't come to him. That's why they don't come to church. And they say they're watching online, but they got everything going on, popcorn, Laughing, joking, not even paying attention to the preacher. But they keep it on the whole while, say they've been to church. And then they don't pay no tithes and off. No, they ain't been to no church. They were front. Trying to appease the mind when they know they're doing wrong. Oh, yeah. He said, come to me then. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. Wow, isn't that wonderful? I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Oh, God. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Religious folk don't do that. People that have a relationship with Jesus do. See the difference? I'm trying to show you different now. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything on you, heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That means no burdens. That means no yokes. Are you saying the truth? Now, over here in the Amplified, I like what it says. Listen to this. Verse, verse 28. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy late and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease, relieve, refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am gentle, meek, humble, humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, and recreation, 
and blessed quietness for your souls. My yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, oppressing, but comfortable, gracious, pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to bore. The word bore means to take on and to carry. And ladies and gentlemen, which one do you want? Religion or relationship? Huh? Listen, so is he. So are we in this world. We must become like him. How we do that? Like I'm doing now, training you in the word. You go back and you listen to it. You meditate. And you find areas in your life that you need to sharpen on, work on, and you'll work on. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Better yourself. Empower yourself. Pick yourself up. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. Ladies and gentlemen, understand he's with you all the time. And the Bible says, he that calls upon my name, I will never let him be made ashamed. So he got you. He's going to cover you. He's going to bring you out all right every single time. Just call upon him. Amen. The way you know how, because he's going to respond to you the way you know how to respond to him in truth and in righteousness and in holiness and in sanctification and in purification and justification. And then you have manifestation and then you have demonstration because he revealed to you his revelation. You got it? Good. Praise God. Amen. Well, that's what I have for tonight. I feel the anointing has lifted for me to teach. And so when he threw, I'm through. Praise God. He go, I go. But tonight we want to encourage you to give God your best seed that you can give him. We talked about giving God your best. Uh, Minister Jen is going to put it out there on, on on the line, how you can uh, text your uh, ties and all 855-720-0743. You can text your offerings. Uh, you can text your tithe to that. Use these opportunities that we're trying to make it more easy for you to do what you need to do on behalf of God. Amen. I know sometimes people work, they can't get to church, so we make it available. So if you can't go, you can still sing your tithes. You can still sing your offering. Uh, just because you don't come to church, don't, don't mean you don't tithe. You're still connected to Jesus and you're still getting paid. Amen. It didn't say you didn't go to work. It just said you didn't come to church. So just because you don't come to church, but if you go to work, you still got to follow the principles. Amen. So don't cheat yourself out of it and don't talk yourself out of it. Give God what belongs to him. He only asks for 10%. He's not asking for 90. Either you're going to be blessed or you're going to be cursed. Either you're going to be on the top or you're going to be on the bottom. Either you're going to walk in health, amen, or you're going to walk in sickness. Either you're going to walk in wealth or you're going to walk in poverty based on how you obey the principles of God. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it's not hard. It's only hard when we don't do it. The way of the transgressor is hard. 
when you don't apply yourself to what God say, you make your way hard. It's not him. Cain made his way hard by disobeying what God told him. He said, if thou had did well, when I have accepted you and you offered, well, he didn't do it right. So God said, I don't want that. You didn't, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Do right. And he refused to do it. And it caused him great devastation in his life. And he wished he had to obey God because after God got through with him, he said, oh, my punishment too hard. God said, you should have thought about that before you did what you did. You forgot who I was. I am God. Besides me, there is no other. No one is greater than me. And no one can beat me. And no one can defeat me. He was trying to get him to understand that. But he got in his soul and messed himself up. So don't you be like Cain. Be obedient. Walk in the faithfulness of God. Pay your tithe. Pay your offer. Give God what belongs to him. And I promise you, God's going to give you what belongs to you. Amen.